Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you have a group chat where you continuously talk about summer getaways but never actually go anywhere? With Priceline, you can save up to 60% on your favorite hotels and also get amazing deals on rental cars and flights. And you can do it all from your phone. So stop texting and start planning. It's time to get more out of your summer. And you know, when you save more, you can do more. More adventures with friends, more unbelievable views, more walks on the beach, more unforgettable moments. Priceline knows every trip is a big deal. So tell your friends you found a great deal on the Priceline app and take your plans out of the chat and onto the road. So remember, when you're ready to book your next trip, check out Priceline.com for the easiest way for you to get more out of your next summer getaway. Welcome back to the Blue Room. It's your post-match for Everton 1, Chelsea 0. To say it's a much-needed win for Everton is understatement of the season. We're able in the Denby Castle, Les Roberts, Matt Flusk, and with a Scotch tongue that he has that has to be used, as he's just quoted, <laughs> Keith Tomlin. So, over to you first of all, Keith. Um, th- there'll be so much that we reflect on from a from a gameplay and an actual football match point of view, but for me, getting to the ground and coming away from it this afternoon everything today was about Goodison Park and what it is as an entity I mean we as I say we can break down things that happened between footballers and the football match in general but from an emotive point of view and what that clearly meant to every single person in the stadium today that was absolutely special wasn't it so many things to reflect on today like I mean starting off from um, Everton fans crowning a new Pope as seen from Seacombe um, the, the Goodison dog. The Goodison Road dog <laughs> being held aloft like an Egyptian god. <laughs> Just everything everything in the ground today as well. The atmosphere from the first minute, even when it didn't come off, it was positive. It yeah. was encouragement for the players. You saw the players respond to that. Mina, Iwobi, Mikolenko especially acknowledged the crowd. Yeah. Damari Gray did it as well. A big thing for me is it felt a lot to me like a lot of momentum shifted away from Everton yesterday when Burnley got those two late goals because we were almost starting to think they were back in it and then all of a sudden we're five points behind both albeit the games in hand but looks like a mountain to climb and it feels today to me like we just grabbed the momentum and swung it right back in the other direction and now everything's going with Everton and it is very much winning today means it's still in Everton's hands. That Everton control their own destiny this season, and that's a massive thing for me. If it had slipped away and we were relying on favours from other teams, I 
think that's it done. As it is now, it's still very much on the line, but it's a much better position to be coming at it from. Lads, you've been blessed to see you know, far happier times than Everton and then some unbelievably special nights at, at Goodison Park, but certainly for my money, that's up there with just quintessential Everton, isn't it? If you, if you could bottle what Goodison Park has to look like every single match day, not only this season, but I think going forward and what we have to take to Bramley Moor, that, that's the blueprint for what Everton weekends are about, isn't it? Yeah, there's no... When, you, when you're down like that and you need to win for, like, your survival, there's no atmosphere like it. It's, di- it's different up the top. I know not many people will, will have experienced that. Yeah. But it is different up the top. It's a different kind of pressure and it's not that visceral. It's It feels like when you're winning stuff, it's, it's a kind of a nice to have. This is like pure survival. This yeah. shapes the cup for the next decade. Winning a trophy or a title doesn't necessarily do that. If you don't yeah. win it, it's not the end of the world. It feels like at the time, but it isn't. Relegation, that just sets the tone and everything for the club for the next decade. So it, it was good to see everyone getting that backs to the wall. It's the world against us. I think the press has helped in the week yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. As you know, I remember like back in 94 and 98. 98 was a slightly different atmosphere, but 94 certainly, there was very much it was us against the world and, mm. and everyone came together for it. And I was, I was worried this season that the fan base was so fractured that we weren't necessarily going to get that, but everyone has pulled together and that was incredible today. And you, you can say like, you know, everyone got the pyro out, the flags out, the atmosphere was brilliant. You know, why don't you do that all the time? When you're finishing 10th, 8th, 12th, yeah. You can't get behind the team like that. There's nothing to, there's nothing to get up for. It, it almost needs. To, I mean, we don't want it to mean survival in the way that you're talking about it. But if, if this season has given us anything, it's purpose. Yeah. And I think we, we've spoken for so many years about how pointless and boring this football team can be for, for massive periods of our life. And you know, none of us want this to be the the start or the reason of unity. But you've just got to kind of go with all the positives that you possibly can and I think that the one major positive for me at the moment is that going to Goodison Park is an enjoyable experience and for, for so long we, we've been a, debatably a better football team than we are right now but it hasn't been anywhere near as, as enjoyable and I know that we can say you know it, it, this is only a very recent thing and it, it's easy to say these things on the back of a very important 1-0 win against the European champions but it, it at least has that feeling about it doesn't it of it means something, and I, I think that the reason the reason it was it was so on on the edge, I think today, and it kind of took the edge off the pregame for me was the fact that Burnley got that result last night, and I think it, it kind of went from that that thing with Chelsea about it being not necessarily a free hit, but the the pressure was absolutely there today, um, and massive on, on that. I, again, I know it's easier to say this now at the end of the, the 97 minutes, um, the seven which we'll come back to, but was that must win today? Um, I, I know it's easy to say that now, but was a point anywhere near good enough or did we absolutely have to push like we did? Uh, I suppose it was a must win, but it's a bit difficult for me to like see it in hindsight as a must win because I, I thought we were going to win. Yeah. In the build-up to the game, during the game, like, all week I've been saying to everyone like yeah of course we're going to beat Chelsea it's the games against the likes of Palace and Brentford that we're a bit more sketchy on yeah. but like just like the United game I thought we'd beat them as well like, yeah, yeah. we're quite a that's sort of a big game side at the moment I mean how many points this season have come against like top 6 or top 7 whatever you want to call it yeah teams well, for off, us. The top, off the top of our heads what Chelsea United Arsenal they've yeah. come here none of them have scored a goal and it's it's honestly looked 
like a cancer at times for Everton. Yeah. Uh, you know, every everything bonkers about this football club. Most of it that we've seen today and already mentioned, but the fact that we're able to do the things that we have done and not do the things that we all expect us to do is, is unfortunately the reason why we still sit in 18th place and but the Manchester game as well you can put absolutely. a ziggy paper between yeah. them two teams but for a terrible refereeing decision we had a point there yeah absolutely so it's, they, 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 it's the other games that I'm worried about more than this one like I almost thought we were going to win today but yeah. it is still obviously a massive massive three points just for the psychology of it all like with the Burnley result yesterday I didn't expect Watford to get anything from Burnley and the fact that they held out so long was surprising and when Burnley did get those two goals I didn't have a meltdown like a lot of people because I kind of expected it to happen but we keep an eye on Leeds obviously we need to stay in touch I've looked at it between now and the end of the season and it's like it's not tilted one way or the other it's very much back and forth in terms of who plays first and the one that really does jangle my nerves is I think we kick off against Palace 15 minutes before Burnley do and like that that's the game that we do need to seal it we do need to make sure after that that we are it's going to be some of those nervous yeah, phone checking moments and English oh, yeah. isn't there L- little radios in the ear <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to channel the 90s properly we need to do that but I think there were, there were so many reasons why that was such a good, a good result today you know obviously the, the three points as, as Blue Moon comes on in the background because <laughs> we're all Closet City fans obviously um, but obviously not, not only the three points that it, it, it gave for Everton today I think on the back of a disappointing defeat for Leeds even on the back of Burnley's win everyone looks at us today and thinks oh they're not dead yet and I think you know even from a Chelsea point of view who we now afford them the necessity to go to Ellen Road and get a result even every little part of that was just perfect and from a from a, a gameplay point of view I thought the first half was absolutely what we needed to see and um, you know, we, we, we kept Chelsea's chances to a minimum. We created average chances ourselves, albeit we all thought that the second half, the onslaught would come. I think, if anything, Les, it probably just come a little bit too soon for me. Um, we, we are capable, ironically, of riding out, you know, get, getting clean sheets against big sides. And if anything, when, when we scored on, what was it, 46, 47... I didn't like the way that Everton handled the last, the next 10 minutes after the goal because certainly from our position in the park end, it felt as though we were just sucking the gameplay into that net, didn't it? We were inviting Chelsea onto us and there was a little bit of that feeling of the inevitable of at some point the quality players there will, will eventually craft something that's too good to miss at but we'll come on to the lad who was in between the sticks but I think the back four today we've spoken long and hard about not only Mason Hallgate and Michael Keane in terms of the, the negatives that they have to their game and, and we all know that we've seen plenty of them this season but Yeri Mina in the middle of that defence not only from a footballing point of view but I think just mentally dominating Kai Havertz in, in every situation he is the man that we need on the football pitch at the moment isn't he? He is and I was actually amazed that he made it to the end of that game because I yeah. think he went down about two or three times feeling his hamstrings and I thought he's, he's going off at some point here but he lasted the game and you know we sort of raised eyebrows when he wasn't playing in the derby but yeah. I think Lampard's played that well you know because we might not get the next game out of Mina but then we might get the one after yeah. I think that's how we're going to have to play but as you say yeah, he's 
you don't reel at the back there, he, he did, he, he terrified Havertz today. He just gets in people's faces, he does people's heads in, and it looks like he gets on really well with Jordan Pickford. Yeah. Because every time Pickford was doing his little time wasted thing, Nina was there straight away. So I don't know what he was saying, keep it up or whatever, but the two of them were yeah. properly seeing the game out and doing everyone's head. And so from a Chelsea perspective, you're looking at that, he's not been able to break the team down. The team's time wasted, it just gets frustrating. And, you know, Pickford made a really good save right at the end uh, where he went down low to his right From Kovacic, yeah, yeah, yeah. and tipped it round yeah. but he didn't really fashion too many chances we kind of did keep him around and as you said, it did, we, did, we did drop deep after we scored yeah, and yeah. he did feel like maybe we've gone a bit too early yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought we rode it out well at Rondon when he came on he, um, you know, he did everything that was needed of him yeah. He, he chased the ball down, he kept it in the corner where he had to. I just thought again, a bit like Man United, it was just that second half was a very professional display of how to see a game out. And Which is not very evident at it's all. Not is at it? all no, but I think you know what was our possession stats today? Twenty-seven percent. Oh god, they'll be, they'll be that, that's even better than the one goals and on really, isn't it? But Keith, I mean, obviously we've spoken about Yerry Mina. Uh, in terms of individuals, you know, I think to a man, you, you could almost, apart from, a, I don't know, Gray and Gordon, you're never really going to see the best of those in those style of games, but pretty much everyone had their best performance for Everton, debatably, and I think one of the people who has come back into the fold in recent weeks and very luckily for us has come back very strongly and very quickly is Abdelaide Corey um, in that midfield today I think you know it was always going to be well we thought it was going to be Awobi Decore and someone else in that midfield and obviously Alex Awobi was asked to play a very different role at right wing back and I thought he did really well in doing it but Abdelaide Decore in particular in the first half he was just absolutely everywhere wasn't he he's um, he, yeah he, he came back onto a game today massively um and it was a huge time to do it as well because a lot of what Chelsea did was they tried to come through the middle and he broke play up, certainly in the first half. Not so much like second half, they came on a bit more. But first half, everything that tried to come through the middle, either him or Delft broke the play up. And I think the pair of them had a very good game. Not just at breaking the play up, but also holding possession rather than just getting the ball and kicking it back to Chelsea. They held the ball up, they got runners coming on from defence or they spread it out to Gray or Gordon and they were able to take the pressure off for even just like a couple of minutes when, when Chelsea had a lot of the ball. Even just a couple of minutes they got the ball down in the channels, in the corners, get us out of our own half and it makes a massive difference. The back four, the whole back four today, to a man were outstanding. Now, I think if you were giving marks out of 10, there's not one of them that's lower than an eight today. They were brilliant. And the difference that Yeri Mina makes, if that man wasn't made of biscuits, we'd be mid-table, pushing for Europe, possibly. Every time he goes down, there is that kind of... Yeah, big, he went down. Big shoulder he went down, and I thought, "Oh God, this is oh, Arsenal just scored." Um, I thought, I thought when he went down, I, I panicked a little bit. Yeah. But I think a lot of it was gamesmanship. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I think you can. I mean, we we've seen enough luckily of Yeni Mina getting injured now. When we're all experts at knowing when he's injured, aren't we? There's a lovely video doing the rounds as well at the moment where he absolutely shit houses a yellow card for Kai Havertz. Yeah. In that, like Havertz sort of motions towards Pickford after he's got the ball. Mina goes up to him and like fakes to throw ahead at him, but stops six inches short. Havertz reacts and pushes him, and Mina does the most theatrical comedy fall to the ground, which ensures that Havertz has to get a book in. And I'm all here for that level of gamesmanship, because one, it takes the sting out of the game, two, it puts an opposition player on a, on a, um, on a yellow card, and three, it gets in the heads as a team that, like, if you're just clever about it, you can control the game. You can control the, the phase of play, what's going on. And that he he brings a level of experience to the defence that none of the other centre-halves have got. Yeah, I d- you can't help but watch Jerry Mina now and think, if we'd had him for an extra six or seven games a season, we absolutely oh, I mean, wouldn't we, be living the lives that we all are at we, the moment. We wouldn't be in the discussion. If, we, no. if Jerry Mina could stay for, fit for a season, We'd be in that conversation around fifth, sixth place, genuinely. I think, the, I think that's a bit of a reach. No, well, look no, at the I'm, league. I'm, I'm going look with at, it. I'm look at the teams it. that are around yeah. there: Wolves, Leicester, Villa. They're all crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Spurs. They're all beatable teams. So frustrating to watch right? Everton today. That you know, on paper, I think that that's probably the team that every other football. Fan in, in the country has looked at this season and thought, why are they there? Why are they there? Yeah. yeah. And why we're there is like mentality and yeah. game setup for the first five, six months of the season. Well, Matt, one of the one of the names that other fans will look at and think, how are they there with players like this is Richarlison. Um, yeah. we've we've consistently talked this year about I think him and Anthony Gordon have been the ones who who have epitomised anything that has been positive about this team, but we talk about people like Yeni Mina literally putting their entire bodies on the line for this team, but that guy is surely one of the most horrible football players to play against as an opposition player. He just makes defenders' lives a nightmare, doesn't he? Absolutely, yeah. It's it's wonderful to watch. I don't think he had the best game of his obviously season today because no. he was dragged wide a lot, and it's one of them games I would say like where he's done. It's hard to put it into words, which I know is not great for a podcast, but <laughs> he has these games where he's doing so much and he's playing so many different roles and he's dragging the team forward, yeah. but he doesn't always get the reward of the goal. Obviously, today he did, and I'm made up for him that he did because, like, on any other day, he probably would have you know gone off on 80 minutes and got a standard ovation yeah. and probably thought, oh, I should have scored or whatever, but I'm, I'm so made up he got that goal because... He just he plays so many different roles, especially when he's on his own when yeah. he doesn't have Carver Lewin. And it's such a thankless task. And he could very easily just throw a strop or, you know, just jog around and stuff. But he is given absolutely everything for this club. And I just I just I can't believe it from a player that is, you know, probably destined to have a big money move in the next two seasons yeah. at, at the very most. 
But one thing about Richarlison today is, what the hell was he thinking with that player? Well, the, the two points I was going to make is that yeah, to touch on the on your first point, he is the most unbelievably selfless attacking footballer yeah. I've ever seen. Um, you know, for, from everything, I mean, he, he essentially creates his own goal by blocking a clearance. Even in the first half, when he he, he chases down Antonio Rudiger in the corner, everything about him is geared towards the words that we hear from him off the pitch. You know, I'm not going to let this happen. Is basically his mentality to to Everton's prize at the moment. But as you say. When Richarlison scores the goal, and obviously, given everything that happened pre-game today, there was quite a lot of pyrotechnics inside Goodison Park, and they were all seen in the aftermath of the goal. But for Richarlison to pick one of those up, give it a big fist bump to the Gladys, and then lash one of the smoke bombs back into the main stand, Kevin Frank goes over to him and thinks, well... There probably is a rule for this, but I don't know what it is. So yeah. just try not to do, that, do again that again if you yeah. do score again. But I think, you know, we, we've spoken about many individuals here. But the one man that we have to talk about today is Jordan Pickford. Um, you know, the, the opportunity that I think I think it's Mason Mounthouse that hits both posts. Sorry, I did ride your back. They took on the pyro back. Yeah, it yeah. bounces off the electrical boxes at the side of the in the corner oh. and lands in the disabled section. Oh god! <laughs> Everything about it is just you know we're, we're all excited here, but, but please try not to do anything too bad. I'm just right above it. I'm right on that. I'm the I'm in chest one. I'm right above it, and everyone was like, everyone went, "Fucking hell!" <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, take it easy, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there is, there is fortunately no taking easy with that guy, and you know that, that that's played very much into our hands today. Ten out of ten photo. So. Well, so, some of the pictures before, during, and after the game have just been absolutely fantastic. But Les, we were just going on to talk about you know an individual who over recent seasons has gained many critics not only within the club but from from pretty much every football fan in the country and I think quietly Everton fans have known that this lad has come into the absolute best form of probably his career um, we've been blessed in in recent times so, you know I, I talk relatively recent over the last couple of decades and seeing people like Nigel Martin obviously going back a bit further Neville Southall as being top level goalkeepers Jordan Pickford today you know you can talk about his entire performance but that is debatably one of the greatest saves I've ever seen an Everton goalkeeper make Um, it it comes on the back of one of the greatest pieces of good fortune that we've ever seen and the ball hitting both posts and then bouncing out but this lad is just in the form of his life at the moment isn't he he is I've I've seen on Twitter like some stats flying around about his 1v1 stats and it's like he's not that good is he because I think he's down the bottom of this 1v1 table and it's like anyone who watches him I don't care about the stats anyone who watches him knows he is a good keeper and as you say coming into the absolute pinnacle of his career he's he's getting to his peak he's unbelievable that that save from when it hit as you say the the unbelievable good luck when it hit both posts was it James that comes back out to I think it was yeah yeah. he he absolutely leathered it on the angle of the six yard box for him to get up and just pour it round the post whilst also keeping it on the right side of the goal line I think you know for yeah. me and you in the park end we're all looking at Kevin Friend aren't we just waiting for him to look at the watch and, and point to the centre spot but even you know it, it was in a crazy 60 seconds where very shortly after he gets one right in the face and, and keeps it out and you know again we're, we're coming back to that line of Everton players putting their body on the line for the football club but no one did it more than him today no and I think that's something we've seen in the last few games really the players look I mean 
I don't know if they maybe drifted through this season thinking like you go back to the Mason Holgate interview where he was a bit blase about relegation Yeah. it kind of feels like it's all sort of suddenly hit them really hard so now they're giving absolutely everything and I think Alex Iwobi said something the week about um, it, it was nice to sort of be to get the appreciation from the crowd that it can't the penny drop them. all you've got to do is give them 100% yeah. we don't care if you make mistakes just like mean it just yeah. mean like you, you want to give everything to this club and that, that's all it sounds like a cliche but that is all we want we will forgive a lot of things so that we play as one of the clubs off and I think like we saw that today because it was a Coleman who went down injured in that as well yeah yeah so yeah. it was in the face oh sorry Michelenko oh Michelenko yeah, sorry yeah. yeah so but that was from the corner from that save wasn't yeah. it yeah so it, it was a, a mad little sequence of events but it kind of encapsulated everything about this the way this this current Everton team is playing people are sort of saying about Frank Lampard has he done a particularly good job I think if he comes in the start of January we're not in this position now absolutely yeah. it's taken him what six weeks to probably figure out what he can do with the team who he can trust where he can trust them I think now we're sort of getting to a level particularly at home where things are kind of clicking and yeah. he, he kind of knows how his team can play so I think I, I think he's doing a, a pretty good job under really pretty tough circumstances because it was a terrible job to come into I'm, I'm more than happy with them. I'm happy with the team we're playing. That, that's all we want, isn't it? We want to yeah. see them put the bodies on the line. Don't care about possession stats. Don't care about passing it round the back. Just give performances like that, and that's what gets the crowd up as well. Oh, le- less possession, the better, from my point of view. Yeah, just on Lampard, I thought... I've, I've, uh, let's just listen to this. We may have to take a break here. I think the Everton team are about to come out, uh, but just before they do, Matt, carry on. John Lampard, like I think he caught me by surprise, and he probably caught Chelsea by surprise today with his like sort of pseudo three at the back. We saw that lineup today. We thought flat four four two. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. Alex Lobby's underneath me, yeah. and he's played right wing back. And I was a bit unconvinced in the first half, but he played the blinder, didn't he? Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, yeah. He just pinned them back the whole game, and it probably similar to Richarlison. It was not the best position for Iwobi at the moment to show us what he's got but he did the job very manfully very selflessly and yeah he was fantastic I think we've spoken about two things this season the main one for me has been the likability of the players Um, I I didn't expect to be sitting here on the 1st of May saying this but Alex Iwobi has catapulted himself to the top of that list because he's very quickly become the man that Frank Lampard looks to from a trusting point of view to say I need a job doing today I don't I don't necessarily have the man to do it so I'm coming to you we've, we've asked him to do that as a kind of an eight role in the midfield you know, looking at what three you won in the middle with Chelsea at home he's probably the first one on the team sheet at the moment as being the man you need in midfield and when I saw him at right wing back I was a little bit nervous about not having him in the midfield and I think that's that's a massive testament to what he's become over the last few weeks but Keith I think the, the job that you know both fullbacks I think Mikalenko just, just grows and grows week on week but in particular Alex, Alex Awobi today it was a type of disciplined and professional performance that I, I quite honestly didn't think he had in him six months ago 100% um, back in the summer I was I was being for blood I wanted him gone I, like, he, he was he was probably We'll just keep talking here just in case it's still recording. It might be. Oh, we're still going. Um, a bit of a technical hitch there. Apologies to our <laughs> listeners. 
Um, stick, stick with us with Golden. Um, yeah, back in the summer, I was paying for blood. He was, he was the first one I wanted out the door um, because he just looked helpless. Yeah. But let's be honest, even under Benitez, he was one of very few players that put a shift in every yeah. game. Even when he, like, he never necessarily had a good game, but he, the one thing you can't ever accuse him of is going missing yeah. or not putting, a, not putting the effort in. And he runs his legs off every game. And he, he deserves credit for that. And it's a thing with Everton, with the Everton crowd as well, is the, the more effort you put in, the more you'll get back out of the fans. And he, he's discovered that this season. Yeah. And Lampard sort of found this position for him. On that right side of the midfield three, like you say today, he was more of a wing back. He was like doubling up. And the, the reception he got today was everything he deserved. Yeah, yeah. Because he's been fantastic. And I've said this in the group chat, and I'll say it on the podcast now so there's no backing out of it. If Everton stay up this season, I'll get an Alex Iwobi tattoo. Well, no word of a lie. This is recorded. I already know what I'm having done if it happens. So stay tuned for pictures if Everton do actually squeeze their way out of this. Even if they go down, I might get it done anyway because it'll look pretty cool. <laughs> and I've got a lot of tattoos that need covering up. I'm going to start covering this up. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so. I mean, on, on a day for bold statements, I think you've absolutely took the biscuit there, mate. So. I, love, I, love, I love a bold statement, mate. You, you know me, and I'll stand by my statements as well. He, he is. He's the, he's the personification, isn't he, of the, the kind of the synergy between the players and the fans at the moment. 100%. I and I was so pleased today that, like, for most of the game, he runs around and he gets a load of applause. Towards the end of the game today, his effort was recognised. And the, the whole ground was singing his name. Yeah. Didn't do anything special. All he did was chase down a pass. Yeah. Chase down uh, uh, the Chelsea winger, stood him up, put a tackle in, and then hacked it clear. Yeah. Right? But the basic, fact basic stuff. He ran yeah. 30 yards to do it. Yeah. And afterwards, you could see the look on his face when he got that reaction from the crowd. And he's properly warming. Like the crowd are warming yeah, to him. Yeah. And the more it happens, the better performances you'll get from him. Is he going to win you games? No, but he's going to stop you losing them. Yeah. And that is a massive thing in this squad and in this situation we're in. If he's the difference between a cross coming in that costs us an equaliser or not. And I'm all for it. He's proved me massively wrong and I'll put my hands up and say so as well. Absolutely. I mean, we've seen it from other Everton players in... You know, the last couple of seasons, I would say, but they've been keen to champion Alex Awobi whenever the opportunity arises. Whenever he's had a, you know, a six or seven out of ten game, we've seen players dragging him over to the away fans and pointing at him and saying, "Give this lad the credit he deserves." And I think, you know, it's understanding from a football fan point of view, and that we're only going to reciprocate when the, when players start to to give us something to feed off. And he is the one that has absolutely done that in recent weeks. And let's all come to you finally. I mean. We're obviously all very buoyant at the moment, but to, to add an element of realism to this, this only really means something if we're able to compound it with results against lesser sides. I mean, you know, that has been Everton's Achilles' heel for way too long. But with Watford, you know, uh, 
a disillusioned Leicester side in terms of where their priorities lie at the moment. Crystal Palace, Brentford, you know, th- th- these are all teams that, quite frankly, if you want to stay in this league, wins simply have to come by. And right now, sitting here, are you, are you A, confident that we're able to, to bring out a couple of those results against the teams you've got in front here? And not to put too much pressure on you, but has today done anything to change your mind about where you see the future of Everton in, in terms of staying in this league? It has. I don't, I don't know if it's just the, the sort of the emotion after the game and the, the, like, the, the good feeling after the game because this team still it's not really capable of putting two results together or two performances together back to back I was just looking at our results then so it's like barely 3-2 United 1-0 one all against Leicester that's alright 2-0 Liverpool 1-0 Chelsea so the results are still very sort of scattered and there's no, no real consistency but after that I think after the way we played with the Derby the way we played against Man United the way we played against Chelsea you know, to get six points out of that, yeah. we'd, we'd have been happy with that, more than happy with that, and, and then to get a point out of Leicester as well, that, you know, that, that is a good run of points, and you, you look at these games coming up, and it's, we've got to be looking at getting something from Leicester, as you yeah. said, you know, they have got bigger priorities than this, I showed today, did you get your smash match first today? Yeah, well, it was three last time I saw yeah, it, so yeah. yeah. They're, they're definitely on the beach as far as a league perspective, aren't they? Exactly, yes. Yeah. So, and, you know, we've got to be looking at games like that. Watford showed yesterday, they absolutely battered barely in that first half. Um, and then just collapsed in the second, like, yeah. five second half minutes. So, we've got to be looking at these games and going in with confidence now. I don't think there's any room for any of us to be pessimistic. No. Because it's still in our hands. I think, as Keith said before, have we lost this? It's then out of our hands. Yeah. But we didn't, we did it. And I think we've all just got to take that confidence into every game now. And even if we do get a setback, even if we get beat at Leicester, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world because we've got Palace and we've got Brentford at home. They're, they're the key games for us. Yeah. And if we get the crowd up like we did today and we play like we did today, we've just got to approach a game, every game like that. The crowd, yeah. the players, everything. All come together as one of the sound. I think that, that's probably one of the most pleasing things for me today is that we, we put aside all of our disappointment from the derby, you know, seeing Burnley get results. I think we, we've all finally realised, purely out of necessity, that there's nothing more stupid in this sport than dwelling on games that are in the past. Uh, and I know it's, it's exhausting to, be, to have that kind of throwaway attitude to previous matches because obviously you, you need to learn lessons from them. But the, the old cliche of focusing simply on the next match is, is a philosophy that Everton have adopted very quickly. And it's very much to their benefit. And, you know, we, we looked at this a few weeks ago as being one of the tougher run-ins of all the teams that were down there. Three games and six points later, we're now looking at our phones and looking at the fixtures that are on them, thinking we've got a massive chance to save ourselves here. Um, and, you know, we, we spoke about Burnley before the game as they know what's ahead of them and they've just gone out and done the things that they absolutely needed to do. And there was question marks about Everton were able to do that, but... If they're able to keep on with the form that we've seen today, I don't think we'll have any problems. Um, much, much brighter days to come, we all hope. Um, that was your post-match. Um, that was Everton today. I think we're, we're all agreed. And, and, and that is absolutely what this football club needs to be. And let's hope we're having more of these jubilant days over the next few games. Thanks very much for listening and on to Leicester. In a tiny apartment in Southern California, two college dropouts teamed up to start a watch brand that broke all the rules. With clean, innovative designs, unexpected colors, and unbeatable value, Movement became the fastest-growing watch brand in the world. Every bold, modern design is dreamed up at Movement's California headquarters. And now, everything is on sale for their ninth birthday celebration. 
You can save big with 25% discounts on watches, jewelry, sunnies, blue light eyewear, and more lifestyle essentials. And for the first time this year, Movement's best-selling, innovatively made ceramic watches are on sale too. Elevate your own look or give someone an amazing gift that won't break the bank, but looks like it did. There's never been a better time to join the movement. Get the best prices of the year with Movement's site-wide 25% off anniversary sale and enjoy free shipping, free returns, and a two-year guarantee on everything they make. Just go to MVMT.com. That's MVMT.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.